yo welcome <laughs> that was really aggressive <laughs> whoa okay I-, I liked it thank you uh welcome to episode 14 of the badland girls i am ria and i'm destiny how are you destiny uh not that great like <laughs> oh <laughs> no on... yeah wednesday morning i woke up and my hip which has been giving me pain off and on for like the last probably three years, just decided to flare up again. And I have been in an excruciating pain since then. And nothing seems to help. So that's great. That's fun. Uh, I mean, it's really the only thing wrong. So I guess I shouldn't complain too much, but it's really terrible. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. I. That's okay. No. Should you should you go to a doctor? Can you? I've been to the doctor twice for it. And the first time, they just kind of gave me painkillers and told me to go to physical therapy, which I've been in physical therapy since then. Mm-hmm. The, the second time I went to the doctor, they gave me steroids, which kind of helped. So I might go back and see if that's something else they can do. Um, yeah. That would actually... Yeah. That would be... Uh, as someone who is a caretaker for two old, broken people. Love you, mom and dad. <laughs> no, uh, my dad has to get, uh, like, every, like, six months or so, steroid shots into his shoulders to help with the pain. So I'm wondering if this flared up because that steroid finally completely wore off or something. Maybe. I'm gonna see if i can just call and ask questions because i don't want to go in yet no i totally get that (laughs) well not only did i um like timing is all weird because i i I got called in for jury duty and i'm on call until like the 26th so i don't want to make a doctor's appointment where i have the potentiality of having to do jury duty oh my god you got called in for jury duty during covid times yep this is dumb Courts don't stop. (laughs) I have never uh, been called in for jury duty before. I got called when I lived in... Right now I live in Sarpy County, uh, for people who don't know. And when I lived in Douglas County, I got called and they didn't need me. But it wasn't for very long. Like, it was just one phone call and it was like, oh, we don't need you, bye. For this county... They give you like a certain amount of weeks that you're just on call and you have to call a number every Friday that tells you whether or not you'll be needed. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so it's a little more involved. <laughs> well, that's better than it was back in the day because I think my dad in like the 80s was on mm-hmm. call and he had to show up at the courthouse every day just oh, for them bullshit. to come out and just say, we don't need you. That's really dumb. I'm really glad they changed it from yeah. that because I would hate that. I'm not, I, I don't have a car, so it would be like extra pain. Oh, yeah. My <laughs> mom, uh, a couple years ago when we were about to go to Europe, she got a call to be a juror. And uh, she was just, she had just turned the certain age where you can actually refuse jury duty for the rest yeah. of your life. So she just turned it down for the rest of her life. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I hope you don't have to do anything more than just call this place every week and have them say we don't need you. I only have two weeks left. Okay. So if if health stuff 
can wait two more weeks and I'll be good to go. Okay. It, it was just one of those things where I'm like, I can't schedule a doctor's appointment because I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I understand. Well, I believe in you. How are you? I am doing okay. Uh, I have had a sinus headache for the past two days and it has sucked nuts. Aw. Boo. I don't know what it is. Um, maybe just the weather going up and down, but it is has been an adventure of throbbing pain in my uh, right sinus. So it's just... I just want to punch everything. <laughs> and my fridge no broke. Feeling. <laughs> oh, your fridge broke? Well, yeah. damn. Well, I mean, it's like breaking. It's like, it's still, it's not retaining cold as well, but it's slowly like getting worse and worse. And the repair guy said the repair would be a thousand dollars. And I'm like, well, that's just great. So there goes your stimulus check. <laughs> I think I might still be within the warranty, so it might be free, but that's just something. It's like, why, why when it had to break, why did it have to be the thing that's just basically, we'll get a new fridge. So fingers crossed that this will just be covered under warranty and I won't have to pay a dime. But uh, if so, if not, uh, yes, thank you for that stimulus check. Uh, winking skeleton Biden. I... <laughs> I expected 2000 but I got 1400 and you dug your heels in it so that three months later we finally all get it and we still look like a sad, pathetic country compared to other first world nations who are taking care of their people during the pandemic, whereas our country is uh, grinding us into dust. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you know this is probably going to be the last stimulus check. That's the thing oh, that yeah. pisses me off. Like, That's, I feel it's like- just... Go Some ahead. people deserve back pay. No, know? yeah. Like, I want I want back pay. Like, I just feel like we have to yeah. do just not shut up if we want anything. And I just, like, I hate how this country has handled the pandemic. They have handled it so poorly. And mm-hmm. I, I, I'm so angry because I feel like um, they're trying to, uh, they're trying to skirt by it by the skin of their teeth with the vaccine out now. And I feel like they're going to use that va- vaccine as an excuse. I'm like, well, you guys don't need any more help because the vaccine, everything's back to normal. Now suck my dick. Yeah, and yeah, it's right. Exactly. Yeah. Enough said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'll take the money, I guess, but I would, I deserve more money. You motherfuckers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway. Let us get into our regulars. Destiny, what was the last movie you watched? The last movie I watched was uh, David Cronenberg's Rabid. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's from 1977, and it's got Marilyn Chambers in the lead role, uh, a famous adult film actress. And uh, she <laughs> gets in this motorcycle accident and has to get, like, this crazy skin graft operation because the nearest hospital is just a um because she essentially is in the canadian like rural area i guess and um gets in this accident and the nearest hospital is a plastic surgery clinic and they don't they imply that like something went wrong with the skin grafts so she ends up with this nasty like stinger thingy majig like 
what's the word I want to use? Wikipedia uses the word orifice, so that's the word I'm going to use. She just has this, like, nasty thing under her arm that stabs people, and it's the way she, like, feeds on them, and it spreads this, like, rabies-like infection all around Canada if you get bitten, and it's essentially about her boyfriend trying to, like, track her down while she's, like, causing this essentially like a hypo rabies uh pandemic (laughs) and the funniest thing i think being in a literal pandemic watching this movie is that not only do they get a vaccine out like immediately they have like people wearing cards on their bodies that say whether or not they've been vaccinated (laughs) and those are the people that are allowed to go out in public like it's just handled very well and very fast in this way that I can now deem unrealistic. Mm. Yeah, I have to tell you, I've seen this movie a long time ago, and uh, I I can say quite assuredly now, if there was a stinger orifice pandemic of this magnitude, we'd all just be dead. We'd be dead. Yeah, because essentially what it does <laughs> is it makes you uh, hyper-violent, and maybe crave human blood? I don't know. She seemed to be the only one that wanted human blood. Everybody else just wanted to, like, kill. So it's it's a weird movie. Hmm. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot, but I really struggle with body horror because I'm, like, super, super squeamish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love horror, but if it gets too, like, uh, there's a specific kind of gore that I just cannot do. So hmm. I have a hard time with Cronenberg. <laughs> yeah, he is a... Uh... Quite the king of it. Um, mm-hmm. You never seen Cabin Fever because of this reason, right? Right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Cabin Fever's bad. I've been thinking about Cabin Fever a lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of my dad's favorite horror movies. He was oh. telling me like there were there's only like three movies that ever scared the shit out of him. That was one of them. Wrong Turn was one of them, and uh, <laughs> The Exorcist, I believe, was the other one. Wrong turn with Eliza Dushku? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like, you have to understand I'm a trucker. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I do understand now. I was I was a little confused. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's very silly. Okay. Oh, man. Well, the last movie I watched was Lupin the Third, the first which is the recent uh, Lupin movie that just came out that's uh, 3D computer animated. Oh. And uh, while the story was serviceable enough, you know, kind of action-packed, kind of silly, you know, uh, kind of fun, you know, all the things that you expect from, like, a Lupin movie, I have something to say, and this may be a controversial opinion, but I doubt it. I am (laughs) not... I don't think... Japanese animation translates very well to 3D animation. And I'm specifically referring to like, you know, Lupin has has been a long running like anime series and films. There was even a Ghibli film about Lupin. Uh, And so he has like a long history of being like 2D animated and it just didn't translate very well to 3D animation at all. Um... I, think I don't th- disagree. Huh? I said I don't disagree. Okay. Uh, I noticed this first uh, when I watched uh, Earwig, 
um, the Ghibli film that's 3D animated. And I just noticed the one thing that stuck out to me is, uh, you know, the kind of comical expressions that you see on uh, in anime, like the over-exaggerated faces and kind of reactions to certain situations. It doesn't seem to sit well on a 3D animated face. It looks almost sinister. In, in mm. Earwig, it looked sinister. And then uh, in Lupin, it looked like really over the top in a bad way. I feel like Lupin is one of those characters where he can bounce back. He's kind of a goofy character in general, but he can kind of in the classic 2D animation, he can bounce back and forth between looking like cool and collected like a hero and then looking absolutely ridiculously silly. And he he did not toe he didn't have that balance in this movie. He just looked really ridiculously silly the whole time. And I I just don't think, like, he, he was the only one who had, like, the really exaggerated reactions. Because Jigen and Goemon and Fujiko, they looked okay, if, if, if not even a little wooden in this 3D animation. But I just think that that's, like, the struggle right now. In both of the uh, animations, 3D animations I saw that come from houses or just... Uh, production houses that are known for making 2D animation are just kind of like, um, you know, a hit long history of 2D animation. It felt a little off. It was a little off-putting uh, watching watching it. That was my only real complaint about it. I feel like that was it was distracting enough that it kind of took me away from the story a little bit. And uh, I don't know what the future of 3D animation in... Japanese animation is going to be uh I don't really know like what how much they do uh or how much is like already like out there in their own like local you know kind of just country that isn't like trans uh that isn't exported over here but mm. eh, the the ones I've seen I'm not a fan of I haven't seen any really because it kind of is a turnoff. I know the next movie I'm watching with M for their Ghibli podcast is Earwig and the Witch. So mm. I guess I will have more to say once I watch that. Um, but yeah, I I uh, prefer 2D animation. I just think it looks better. But uh, there's some notable exceptions. But yeah, when you're trying to do like an anime style, I, I, it uh, kind of turns me off. Yeah. I was wondering, I was trying to kind of speculate as to why it looks so unnatural. And I, I, I just like the only thing I could think of is I was trying to compare it to like some of the uh, like big powerhouse 3D animated movies of from America. So like, I feel like we have two tiers. We have the Frozen, which is uh, they do silly things, but it's still within the realms of like like the it's within the constraints of what an actual actor could do in a live film. And then you have mm-hmm. the really cartoony ones like an inside out where, you know, the characters are so cartoony. It doesn't feel quite out of place to see like really exaggerated ex- expressions on their faces because they're already very, they're cartoons. I'm wondering if maybe the anime thing is just that they they put a lot of exaggerated expressions on a somewhat already normal animated body and face. And for some reason, it works in 2D, but really does not work in 3D. <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. 
Well, I'm curious to see what you think of earwigs. So we'll circle back on that when we record again. Okay. Uh, but now it is time for... Oh, oh Badland bad girl. girl. That's my That's jam. That's my jam. Destiny, what's your jam? Uh, there is a new St. Vincent single out called Pay Your Way in Pain. And that is my jam. Can I interrupt you for a second? Sure. That is also my fucking jam. that's never happened in the history of this podcast no it really hasn't let's talk about it so why do you like it? milestones it's just good i don't know like i she's kind of going for like a 70s thing and um i'm really excited for whatever the new album is the last album she released uh mass seduction was fucking phenomenal and i'm kind of glad she's kind of like she's still doing more of that poppy sound. Um, it just makes me happy. I, I I love her. I think I'll always love her. Mm-hmm. This is actually, uh, yeah, I it, it came up on my Spotify as a new release and I listened to it and I'm like, this song fucking rules. It, and I watched the music <laughs> video and uh, I love the music video. It's just her dancing alone in like a smoky room with 70s lighting on her and she's wearing like high-waisted bell bottoms. <laughs> It's amazing. I've seen the video. Oh, you love awesome. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yes, this is also my jam too. I was really blown away by this song. It feels, it really feels like a lost single from the seventies. I, I was really <laughs> shocked. The kind of funkiness of it is amazing. She's an amazing songwriter. Oh yeah, she's Annie is. She's top notch. She's top notch. <laughs> I cannot believe we had the same jam. <laughs> That's never happened. And like. I mean, our musical taste is not always similar, but I feel like when it is, like, or it is in a lot of ways, like, the things we enjoy. So it's weird that it's never happened before, Yeah, I guess is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Yes, it is. You know, I totally 100% agree. It is weird that it's never happened before, but here we are. St. Vincent has brought us together finally. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I cannot believe that's our... And I usually, I'm not on the ball with new music. Like, yeah, this also just kind of popped up on my Spotify. And uh, usually I'm, like, so behind in, like, finding new singles or new albums. But uh, luckily this just uh, came to my attention. And, yeah, I'm so excited for what comes next. Awesome. (laughs) I really love this. All right, That's before great. we move on to our meat and potatoes, I do have to do our new segment, which is, what have you been watching on YouTube lately? <laughs> what, what you been watching, girl? <laughs> That's what you should call it. Yeah. What you been watching? Uh, this week, I wanted to kind of try and discuss like some YouTubers that we like to follow. So, yeah. Destiny, what are some YouTubers that you, that you want to promote on the podcast? I really like, um, I watch a lot of (laughs) people making their own, like, junk journals and shit. Nice. And I think there's two channels I'd like to spotlight. Uh, One is this very, like, chill Australian girl who's this really young mom named Joanna Clow who makes these, I think her channel's just called Joanna Clow. And she she makes these uh, really beautiful journals for herself and she incorporates a lot of her own art and photography into them. And I think it's really cool. Mm, I love that. 
Yeah, and she doesn't work in order. She just kind of designs the book, puts all the, like, nooks and crannies, and then she uh, will just pick a page. We went to the beach, so I'm going to do something beachy this spread, and she'll just put all her pictures out. And and then the other channel is called The Rebookery, which is this really sweet school teacher from, uh, like, the Kansas City area who makes these like kind of messy collage books out of old cookbooks and stuff and just covers them. She makes planners out of them. And then when the planners are finished, she covers them with like gratitude journal stuff or she'll turn them into like scrapbooks. And I just love her style because it's very like she's inspired by quilting. That's awesome. Uh, What about you for YouTubers? Well, my biggest mainstay, I've been following them since they worked at BuzzFeed, are the Try Guys. I still love the Try Guys so much. Um, they started, they all started out uh, as BuzzFeed content creators. And they, even though they were all from different departments and different backgrounds, they were the only ones brave enough to try on Victoria's Secret underwear. And that was how they all met. And, and then they ended up just making videos together and becoming really good friends. And they eventually left Buzzfeed and started their own little company in Los Angeles where they're now free to do more creative things. Uh, I think mostly everyone, if you has seen, and if you haven't, uh, Eugene Liang, he's one of the, uh, he's one of the try guys, his, his coming out video, I'm gay, which is just a beautiful modern dance dance interpretive piece. Yeah. (laughs) I think it inspired um, there's a YouTuber I watch uh, named Abigail uh, Philosophy Tube is the name of her channel and she just came out as trans and did like a huge production licensed to David Bowie song fucking <laughs> went oh, all wow out. that's awesome not a dance video but still like this it was a philosophical sort of rumination on identity uh, and it reminded me so much of Eugene's coming out video. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I like the Try Guys a lot. They're very silly. They're very fun. They do a lot of really goofy videos. And I find myself drawn to like some of their like really sillier concepts. Uh, like uh, since the pandemic started, they've been doing these Photoshop challenges where they Photoshop each other into the worst nightmares and then they share it over Zoom. That in <laughs> itself is already just so funny the way they've, the way the creativity behind their all their Photoshops. Uh, and you can just tell they get along really well. And I just, I've always really liked their content and uh, I'm really excited to see what they do in the future. They did go on tour the year before the pandemic started and I wasn't able to see them but I hope once the pandemic's over, they do another tour because I would love to see them live. Oh, I bet they will. Yeah. That's cool. And uh, another channel that I've actually recently gotten into is a Two Set Violin. And these are two guys, Brett and Eddie, from um, Australia. And they are classical violinists. And they make all these, uh, they make a bunch of comedy videos about what it's like to be a violinist, a classical violinist. And just, it's very steeped in kind of classical music culture. But it's also very accessible if you're not in that or don't know how to play like a violin or any of those uh, orchestra 
instruments and I enjoy their stuff so much. I think they're both really funny. They've been friends since they were like 10 years old and they're both amazing musicians. And uh, my dad and I like to watch their channel a lot as they, as they make fun of like, um, like one of my favorite videos they do is they, they like to make fun of like America's Got Talent because America's Got Talent has this tendency to really shit on people who come out and uh, play classical music. And wow. then they pointed out like a lot of people who will play classical music end up using it as a front for, you know, breakdancing or stripping or something like that. And they're like, why do they do this to the <laughs> like, why can't they just show a good pianist or something? And that it's, it's really fascinating. I really gr- have grown to really love their content. That is very cool. Um, do yeah. you ever watch people cook on YouTube? You know, I do not watch very many people cook on YouTube, except for when the Try Guys try and cook without a recipe, which usually ends up being a hot mess. I don't know how they do it. I watched one where they made cookies, and I, it, it was like, how do you, what did your mother's <laughs> teach you how to bake? Like, what? You can't just do that. You can't just throw things together. It's baking. Uh, blew my mind. But, uh. There's a channel called Emmy Made in uh, Japan, which is this woman named Emmy. It's called Emmy Made in Japan because when she started the channel, she had a channel called Emmy Made. And then she moved to Japan, I think, to teach. And so just kept the channel name. But she cooks from uh, her home. And what she does is she tries like unusual recipes or unusual foods. Uh, She loves a spicy instant noodle so she'll like try different ones and she's she has a bunch of series like she does one where she eats mres from around the world she uh has another one where she follows like really nasty like 50s jello recipes Um, oh my god yeah yeah she has another one i really love called hard times where she like takes foods from like the depression era or like countries that don't have a lot of money and she like tries them out and just kind of talks about I don't know like in this really thoughtful way like poverty and how it affects diet and I don't know I really like her she's like the sweetest woman alive that sounds amazing I'm definitely gonna check this out oh yeah yeah Emmy made in Japan another one of mine is um I guess it's kind of like a sponsored kind of YouTube, but uh, the company Jet Pens, which sells uh, international pens and stationery, uh, mostly focused on Japan, uh, they have an excellent YouTube channel. They really do. Uh, yeah, where <laughs> they they give tips on how to like, you know, improve your handwriting, how to take care of your fountain pens, how to organize your desk, how to study better. I've learned so much from their videos. It's amazing. I've learned nothing, but I find it relaxing. (laughs) I also find it relaxing. They had an ASMR one recently where the girl, one of the video editors, she didn't talk. It just had subtitles and it was her like leafing through a notebook. And I definitely fell asleep to that for many weeks. (laughs) Yeah, that's my shit. I love stationary channels. That's like the bulk of what I watch on YouTube. Uh, (laughs) Right now I'm on a big makeup tutorial kick. But before that, oh, it was all like journaling videos and planner videos and things like that. Nice. 
Oh my god. Uh, do we want to uh, move on, or do you have any others? Uh, I do have two one two more that I want to just quickly talk about. Sure. Uh, I recently discovered this one YouTube called Nerd Burger. And it's run by this woman named Kaz and her husband, but it's mostly her. And she's a comic book store uh, owner or employee. And she's in Australia. Apparently, I have a thing for Australia YouTubers. <laughs> and she is just this super nerd, loves to collect vintage toys, video cassettes, and comic books and toys. And so her channel is just a review of all the things that she loves. I have found out about so many new and interesting comic books from her from her videos and she's really bubbly. She has like bright pink hair and I really love watching, watching her stuff. And then for a local plug, I do want to plug the big canvas YouTube. Big canvas is an improv group here in Omaha that uh, Desi and I have worked with before. And uh, because of the pandemic, they are not currently open with regular hours at their, theater so they have been doing a bunch of live stream youtube videos of of improv videos that have been very entertaining i especially enjoy the founders uh improv nights where eric green uh, doug rotheb and tracy mott get together and just start improving the hell out of things and it's worth it alone just to see what eric is going to pull out of his pocket because he is just such a wild card <laughs> in the in the last one, he had a Chucky Finster from Rugrats mask. It was like a full head mask. It looked just Whoa. like the cartoon character. And I was like, where do you get <laughs> Where did you get this? That is wild. <laughs> <clears throat> that is fantastic. <laughs> but yes, uh, definitely check that out. And that has been what we've been watching on YouTube lately. Yeah, 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 yeah. What you been watching? <laughs> I don't know why she gets more and more incredulous. <laughs> I like it though. <laughs> All right. So, um, I'm sure you've noticed over the past few episodes that Desi and I have been talking a lot about MST3K because Destiny has been watching a lot of it because of Pluto TV and other resources. So, we decided to get together and talk about some of our favorite MST3K episodes, lines we love, and so on and so forth. So, Justin, you want to kick us off with some stuff you love about the MSTs? Well, uh, I came to it very young. I don't even remember how or why I started watching it. I just remember I was lucky enough to have cable growing up, even though we didn't have a lot of money. And it was on Comedy Central and then the Sci-Fi Channel. And I remember watching it uh, pretty religiously uh, as a kid. And then I completely just forgot all about it until this beautiful thing came into my life called the internet. And (laughs) you were able to just watch it online. And one of the great things about it is now in 2021, not only do they have, there's the Pluto TV channel uh, where you can just watch episodes 24-7, with with commercials but that's okay that's okay it's kind of like watching it in the olden days or you can watch it on their twitch channel which is 24 7 uh and a lot of fun uh and probably the main way i watch it uh or if you want people still just upload this show to youtube like crazy just like it's 2008 or something 
And uh, most of your favorite episodes can be found on YouTube. Mm. Uh, so yeah, there's there's a if you're a Misty, there's just a lot of content out there, and it's really great. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to kind of talk about some of the stuff I like about it and why it it I, I don't know why no one thought of it before, but just people talking over bad movies and making fun of them is so timeless and just an endless source of entertainment agreed <laughs> do you remember how you came into it or is it like was was it I do, just kind of always there okay I, i'm curious because it just seems like it's always been there for me so growing up in california we had a weird cable company that split up their packages very weird. So my dad was aware of MST3K, but we didn't have Comedy Central as part of the package they had. It was a really shitty cable company that we had in our little town of growing up in Hawthorne, California. So the first time I got exposed to MST3K is when I moved here to Omaha. And by that point, they were well into the sci-fi years, the sci-fi channel years. So those are the ones I strongly associate with when I think of MST3K. So this was when Mike was, you know, the subject and uh, we have Pearl as his, uh, his torturer and then brain guy observer uh, and then Bobo, who I, yeah. I still love. <laughs> I think Pearl is so underrated. Like, Dude, yes. I love the Mads. Mads fan, like, till I die, love me some Frank and Dr. Forrester, but Pearl, I just watched, I can't even remember the episode, but there's just this, like, plot line where they're in ancient Rome. Oh, wait, you yeah. were still telling your story, so I'm gonna, I'll tell mine after you were telling yours first, sorry. No, no, I, I actually, uh, that was the end of my thing. Oh, okay. Uh, well, like, okay, remember when they get out of ancient Rome, and they're just, like, wandering through space, and Mike comes down to, like, talk to Pearl? And yes. they're just having coffee and talking like two single parents that have a break from their kids or something. <laughs> exactly. I remember that episode so vividly. Is that? Oh, shit. What episode is that? I just I think it's. It. I think it's Time Chasers. Okay. Time Chasers is a, whew, what a movie. Um, <laughs> um it's either Time Chasers or... No, I think it's Time Chasers because that was the one where Crow went back in time to try and save Mike from uh, working for the Mads. Yes. And then when he came to the future, it wasn't Mike. It was somebody else. Uh, like Mike's cousin and he was an asshole and he was using Servo as an ashtray. That's right. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah. And I... Yeah. Okay, so... Wait, do we have to talk about the plot of this show? Do you think people know what we're talking about? <laughs> Should we come uh, this, well, like, for those not in the know, MSC3K is a show where three uh, people, st- three silhouettes sit in a theater and make fun of old, uh, old movies, basically. Kind of like stuff that was in public domain. Uh, and uh, it's a guy and two robot puppets. It starts out with Joel... And uh, Crow and Servo, who are his two robot puppets, and they are being forced into this by uh, Dr. Forrester and TV's Frank. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> saying the name, the full name is super funny. I love it. And and then uh, they have like little like sketch bits in between uh, yeah, the movie. Like host segments between the, the film. So Yeah. And the film is kind of edited like not to change it in any way, but just to fit the time constraint of the TV show. Yeah. So they're like walking then, out of the, in the middle of the film to do the host segment and then coming back into the film kind of in a random moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's never enough that you don't know what's happening in the movie. Yeah. Like the, movie- the way they've done it over time, you I've never once been like, Well, I I missed a lot and I realize I've missed a lot. Like never once. And also the movies are so bad that you don't care. Like yeah, most exactly. of the time. You don't care because the the movies are like purposely like I, we went to a, a convention where we watched uh, TV's Frank and Dr. Forrester talk about <laughs> the, the the sort of selection process. And it's like, no, these were not picked so that you would want to go. Well, I don't want to miss a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so eventually uh, Joel gets to leave the satellite of love. That's where he's uh, held captive. And he gets replaced by Mike, who's just another person uh, that works for the same company. Um, And they're not that different. After having watched a bunch and having a strong preference for Joel as a child, now I think I have a strong preference for Mike, but they're really not that different. (laughs) No, they're pretty similar. Um... The one thing I noticed, though, I will say this with watching Joel and Mike, mm-hmm. Mike laughed a lot more in the theater than Joel did. <laughs> He's also more likely to call out the movie for being boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, let's get into it. Well, uh, one of my favorite episodes now uh, <laughs> is... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> me laugh it's um joel's last episode which is uh they watched this movie called mitchell oh my god (laughs) (laughs) which is about this like kind of just slovenly police officer who has to like stop this drug dealer i don't know what this movie is about but (laughs) some reason it makes i just the way they make fun of him like and the way he's like obsessed with beer and he's always belching and it's just so stupid that that is my favorite episode i of like all time hands down probably oh my gosh i did not know i don't that know one. why i could watch it endlessly oh my god love to hear it oh and um another one is probably my second favorite is final sacrifice which is about this kid who teams up with this like magical uh <laughs> like what do you would you call him he's kind of like a he's a type he's he wears a lot of denim he's got a mullet he's very like rugged <laughs> guy named Zap Rousedower to stop these like I don't even understand what they are just bad guys who are coming after this thing that hit the kid's dead dad found out about, I don't know, whatever. It's, it's really hard to talk about, but the way they make fun of the kid is so funny. Dude, the way they make fun of that kid, he is just <laughs> so awkward looking. Yeah. He's just really awkward. He's just this like little nerdy kid. And there's so many jokes about 
him like writing angry letters to Dana Scully and <laughs> kind of being like in hero worship love with Rouse Dower and oh just it's too good it's too good oh man what well, are also you... oh go on the one thing about final sacrifice that I have been thinking about a lot lately is so the the villains are these like muscly dudes that wear black hoods like ski masks yes <laughs> And there's this whole scene where they're about to break into the kid's house and he gets away by on his bicycle that can somehow outrun their cars. But when he's <laughs> peeking when he's peeking out and they show one of the guys he's like hiding behind the door, almost like hide and seek, and I think Crow goes, Tee hee, tee hee <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time I think of it. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, that movie is, whew, it's a bad one. It's a bad mm-hmm. one. That's like one of the ones that's not on YouTube, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, so one of my favorites uh, that is like a real bonding uh, MST3K with my dad is Space Mutiny, which is a terrible <laughs> movie. That's one of my favorites, too. <laughs> About... Uh, this spaceship that is looking for a new earth basically, but then there's this mutiny that's happening on board. And luckily this one hero comes on board just at the right time to save the day. And I, I had to really ring that plot out because it pretty much makes no sense. But (laughs) the guy who was the lead, he's like this stereotypical like action hero looking guy. I believe he played Captain America in the television series in the 70s. But one of the things the the guys and the and the bots Mike and the bots start doing is they start giving him goofy hero names when he's, you know, doing action sequences and they're like hero names like uh Slab Bulkhead is one of yeah. them. <laughs> and then they at one point <laughs> They're just like describing what he's doing as a hero name. Like Mike at one point says, "Touch rust rod" because he's touching a a metal pole, <laughs> <laughs> or he's like running through smoke. And then Mike said, "Smoke man muscle," and I mean, <laughs> it gets increasingly more ridiculous as the movie goes on. Oh yeah, there's a whole list of them. Like I can't think of any off the top of my head, but they're really good. Then and it then, just goes on the whole movie. My dad and I watch that so often and there are so many funny things about it. But weirdly, it wasn't until I'd seen it like at least, God, five or six times. And then my dad had put it on just to unwind after a late night snack. And MST3K has this wonderful thing that you can watch it as many times as you like. And there's like jokes that you've heard all the time that are all of a sudden just like you've missed. And there's just the funniest thing you've heard. Or, like, you watched it when you were a kid and you didn't get any of the references. Which is the thing that keeps blowing my mind. Like, I don't understand how Kid Me got so into this show. Because I don't understand. Like, I couldn't have understood all of the references. And now as an adult, I watch them and I'm like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and uh, Space Beauty definitely had one where they were, uh, the, the villains were cornering this guy who looked really nerdy. And it was a line I heard plenty of times, but then that night it just hit me differently. And it was like, give us our, give us your bio notes or we're going to get a D. Come on, man. And it was just so <laughs> stupid. Yeah, Space Mutiny is directly after Time Chasers. 
I, oh my god i just happened to google it just to check something and yeah that, but that episode <laughs> is right after that one that's such a good movie the, the captain of the ship just looks like santa claus yes and they keep making jokes about uh, how he's uh looks like santa and one of my favorite lines is i think it's we need to acknowledge that Cap- captain santa's really failing here <laughs> My favorite thing about that movie is there's this character that dies in the middle of the film, but then the actress is just inexplicably there in later scenes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, continuity. Oh, that was so bad. Oh, oh, speaking of that, I wanted to just ask you, like, what do you think the worst movie they've ever watched? Like, what is a movie that, like, tries your patience and not even the bots can, like, save it for you? Oh, man, what is a movie? Uh, there was one Japanese movie they did around the time of uh, the Neptune Men, I oh, think. Oh, I don't remember that one. And it was, uh, it, that one was very difficult. And then also, uh, Manos, the Hands of Fate is a difficult <laughs> movie to get through. It is. My goodness. It really is. That's one of my favorite episodes, but mainly because you can tell they're suffering. Like, yes. in a real way. I can't remember the name of this one. Maybe you know it. It's this, like, it's set in Florida. You can tell it was on, like, the smallest budget in the world. And it's about this guy that makes this, like, he turns him. He's a scientist, and he turns himself into, like, a fish man. And oh, I, it's, like, Dr. Z or something like that. Yeah, that movie is rough. <laughs> it is. There's a whole 10-minute sequence of him spraying a spray bottle underwater. (laughs) That's the kind of movies we're dealing with here. Just like low, low budget movies that were produced by like a producer who also wrote the movie, who's starring in the movie. And just Ed Wood level badness here. Um, And then on the other side of that, what's a movie that you think I have a couple of these actually where I'm like, this movie is good. Why would they do like, I love the show, but this movie isn't bad. (laughs) The one movie that I always had struggled with was um, Laser Blast because I had actually seen Laser Blast un MST'd. And I thought that was a pretty good low budget uh, science fiction movie that didn't really deserve the MST treatment. What about you? (laughs) The very last episode is a movie called Diabolic. Oh, which, yeah. That movie's great. Like, <laughs> it's, it's kind of cheesy, but it's not like a bad movie. You're on the, Edgar Wright did not like that they did that movie because he was a huge movie. fan of, of that. Of that, um, that It's kind of like a, just a, a dorky Italian 60s spy movie. Yeah, it's and, like Boy Barbarella. It would be like them doing Barbarella because um, I like that movie too. I like the MST because I think it's fun. Yeah. But I also think I understand why, uh, like, I understand why you think it's uh, kind of like out of place because the movie was a little bit self-aware and that always was the struggle where it was like, if you had a movie that was, you know, purposefully trying to be funny you had to kind of make sure you, uh, in MST, you had to make sure the movie, like, really fell flat. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure Diabolic really fell flat on that end. You know what I, I mean? It, it doesn't. 
and yeah. it's a, it's a it's kind of, it's like a later Mario Bava movie. I I really like it. Um, yeah. Uh, there's another one where as I was watching the film, I just got absorbed in the film and I was like, I need to watch this without them, <laughs> uh, which is called Kitten with a Whip. Oh, I've never heard of this one. Oh, it's this Anne Margaret movie where she plays this like juvenile delinquent who uh, sort of blackmails this senator or he's some sort of politician into uh just carrying out all of her whims like she essentially tricks him into keeping her at his house and blackmails him and then like her shitty delinquent friends start like terrorizing him but it's captivating and everybody's really good in it and yeah it doesn't really need the mystery science theater uh treatment (laughs) Mm. that's interesting you had me at Anne margaret plays teenage delinquent yeah exactly that sounds amazing (laughs) i'm curious to know like what are some like quotes from the show that you find yourself repeating in like Uh, everyday life anytime any like music plays anywhere i have to go oh the haunting blank theme like (laughs) 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 so like if uh for instance my roommate has this really cheesy alarm that just sounds like, uh, I like to call it YouTube crafter music, where it's just, it just sounds like a coffee commercial, just really cheesy music. And I'll go, oh, the Haunting Josh theme. Uh, (laughs) Or like, if I'm watching a movie and there's just a shot in the movie that seems incongruous with the rest of the movie, I'll go, meanwhile, in a different movie, Yo, I love that. Which I totally oh. got from MST3K. <laughs> One of the things that I find myself uh, quoting is, uh, so this is from Space Mutiny. Uh, <laughs> the main villain had kidnapped uh, Captain Santa's daughter. And he said, you either, well, if you don't meet our demands, we'll, uh, we'll kill your daughter. So either give up your ship or kill your daughter. Or have your daughter get killed. And then he they showed a look between Captain Santa and this his uh, number one. And Servo said, well, no downside. And so <laughs> whenever my dad and I see like this ultimatum where it's like a character that's supposedly to be beloved, but he dies or something, I'm like, mm, no downside. I just, <laughs> that's so funny. That's such a good one. And then... Um, I often think of that idiot kid in that one, the pod people with Trumpy. That's a good one. And I think of when Trumpy started to make all that stuff float around and he goes, Trumpy! And then Joel says, you can do stupid things! (laughs) And so (laughs) so I often say, you can do stupid things! There's (laughs) just... That's a good one. Oh, no, no, I was going to say, there's a line in Man of the Hands of Fate where one of them says, this looks like... Uh, someone's last known photo. <laughs> and anytime I see a creepy photo, I think of that all the time. Oh, Just love the it. Last known photo. <laughs> oh man. Are there any shorts that you really love? Ooh, good question. Um, I'm really fond of the one about dating where it's like the girl and guy and uh, it t- tries to teach you like, to utilize your local community center to go on dates and they just tear the whole concept apart. I, I can't think of any specific lines, but it's just, 
it's just this takedown of <laughs> like inadvertent takedown of heterosexuality that I enjoy. <laughs> love it. Love to hear it. Um, mine is Mr. B natural. Oh, that. Which, oh yes. <laughs> which was a film to help kids get into music, but like the kind of music in like bands and stuff that you can do at school. And uh, this one kid is visited by Mr. B natural who is played by a woman in a very Peter Pan-esque kind of role, you know, where an adult woman plays a small, a young boy, I guess. Uh-huh. And Joel's reaction to Mr. B Natural is one of the funniest things on the planet because when she first appears, he says this very seriously, he's like, evil, she's evil. <laughs> and then when she starts kicking up her legs and sitting weirdly in chairs, he's like, Mr. B, you're hot. (laughs) His lack of control, his thirst of Mr. B is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. That is a good short. Uh, Do you remember the circus one where like one of them just keeps making really, really dark jokes. So they keep trying to get him to stop and he can't stop making jokes (laughs) about the circus. Oh my gosh. Oh, jeez. Yeah. When I was in college, I took an intro to film studies course. And every week we had to go to a theater on campus and watch the required films for the week. And one of our uh, one of our focus weeks was television. And they showed uh, a short of MST3K about hygiene. And I'll never forget that the whole theater just burst out laughing during that whole short. And it really just shows that MSC3K is completely universal, completely timeless. And if you haven't seen it or haven't gotten into it, it's well worth your time. I totally spaced on bringing this up in the availability speech that I was giving. There are two perfectly good seasons of this show on Netflix. And I know people are kind of shitty about remakes, but I'm telling you, there's... No, the show hasn't changed at all. Like, it is the same show. The humor is still on point. It's almost better because it doesn't have that sort of, um, you know how you go back and you'll rewatch something from, like, the 80s or 90s and they'll just say something offensive that wasn't offensive at the time but hasn't aged well? Like, there's none of that in the Netflix show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and there's a a little bit of that in the older show. Um, Yeah. And so it's a little more like you can watch it with your kids, but not in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. Well, MSC3K you can always watch has always kids. been like they wanted to be a family friendly show. Joel yeah, used yeah. to read letters from children writing to the bots. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like I do. While well, I do agree with Destiny that there is some dated stuff. I, I have to. I always overall, admired. It's, yeah. Yeah. Overall, it is not. Uh, it hasn't. What am I trying to say? Overall, it aged very well. It, I agree. And, like, I 100% agree with Destiny. Like, you can start anywhere, really. Like, even yeah. if you're interested, I mean, like, they, after the show ended, uh, most of the people who um, worked on the show ended up spearheading their own projects. And those are entertaining. I've gone to yeah. see a few Riff Tracks um, live streams at AMC, may it rest in peace. And then I also went to go see uh, um, Trace and Frank do a riff thing live at Draft House before Draft House closed temporarily. 
And I just, I mean, like, they, all of it's funny. Like, I've never gone to one and been like, man, this is getting real old. It's, yeah, it, it, it really doesn't. It never doesn't. gets old. It never yeah. gets old. And uh, one of my favorite things about the Netflix episodes is that they can kind of play with the history of the show. So, like, they referenced um, a song from, like, they performed a song that is uh, in one of the old episodes. And they can, like, have cameos from Frank and uh, different people uh, connected to the show's past. And they can actually, like, in episode reference, oh, we did something like that already. And it, it's very cute. Um mm. And they finally did Mac and Me, which I cannot <laughs> believe they didn't do that movie in the original run. I can't oh, believe man. it. <laughs> I just, I, I cannot think, I only think of Paul Rudd. That is his legacy. <laughs> that is his legacy. For those of you who don't know, there was this running bit on Conan O'Brien uh, during his late night TV show where Whenever Paul Rudd was the guest and he was going to roll throw the clip for his movie, you know, they always come with the clip. It would always be the clip from Mac and me of the kid's wheelchair rolling down off that cliff and then the <laughs> alien popping up. Which I don't know just... if there's a super cut of this on YouTube, but if you can find a super cut, please watch it because it's always funny. My favorite is when, uh, as the years go on, Conan's face just gets more and more exasperated. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing this for 10 years now. <laughs> yeah, because he never stops. He never stops doing it. Paul and Rudd, uh, excuse me, Paul Rudd gets more and more famous and still does this. And it's I so know. Funny. But yeah, I... um, Mac and Me was made in like 1983. It's essentially just an ad for McDonald's, but it's also an E.T. ripoff. <laughs> And they did. <laughs> they, I can't uh, believe this happened. I can't believe it happened either. But they they made an MST 3K episode of of it. Uh, and they did. Um, what's the Pacific Rim movie? Atlantic Rim. <laughs> oh, the sequel? No, it's like the cheap off-brand movie that was made a little bit after. Oh shit! I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna look this up. Give me two seconds. Sure. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's a um, Atlantic Rim. They call, they call them Mockbusters. Oh. Uh, I've never heard of this. It <laughs> came out a few years after Pacific Rim. It was direct to DVD, and they did an episode uh, on season twelve. Uh, of uh, MST3K of this movie, and it's the only 21st century film they've ever riffed. But it, it's a good oh one. wow, it's worth your time. Okay, it's hilarious. Uh, I think Jonah does a really good job, and I'm sad they only made two seasons with him. Jonah is just funny in general. Oh yeah, I I like him a lot. <laughs> I used to listen to the fucking Nerdist. Can you believe that shit? Whoa, I didn't know that. I used to love him on the Nerdist. Like he was my favorite. But yeah, I oh. used to listen when I. In, in the early days of me listening to comedy podcasts, when I, the only podcasts I listened to were comedy podcasts, that was one of the ones I listened to before uh, wow. Chris Hardwick showed his ass as an asshole. And, yeah. yeah. It's okay. We found better white men to follow. <laughs> Maybe not better in my case, because mine is last podcast on the left and they're all idiots. Oh, I... <laughs> you know, but at least they're not like... <laughs> 
we're not gonna hear in the news that they've done horrible shit to women at least as far no, as no that's know. true <laughs> like I, it's something about them i just i i i, I do sad, consider them true. my problematic babes babes oh yeah yeah i don't know uh, why i I, I will say this. I don't trust any man just because of what has happened in society. <laughs> just I don't, men. I don't trust... Yes. But uh, they're just... I don't get a vibe from them at all. There's a TikTok sound that goes around, like, every once in a blue moon. It's like, this guy talking about being gay. And he's like, yes, I'm heter... Or, excuse me, yes, I'm homosexual. No, I don't like men. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the vibe. It's like nobody likes yeah. men. <laughs> oh, that's so good, <laughs> man. But yeah, I hope. Uh, do you have any last thoughts to say about MST3K? Just watch it if you haven't seen it. Um, if you don't want to watch the Netflix ones, just pull up some of the episodes we've talked about on YouTube. Um, you won't be able to find the final sacrifice because uh, whoever owns the rights to that movie is really, really strict about takedown. But you will be able mm. to find Space Mutiny for sure. You will be able to find uh, Time Chasers and Mitchell and some of the episodes I wanted to talk about. But I, uh, for time constraints, I don't think we have time. But uh, let me just throw out a couple. Uh, Puma Man is a favorite. Uh, Overdrawn at the Memory Bank starring the late, great Raul Julia. Uh, if you go to the Netflix seasons, Reptilicus, I, which I believe is like the first episode of the Netflix series, is this Danish kaiju movie. Uh, worth your time. Worth your time. Do you have any you want to shout out to recommend to people? Yes. Uh, Horror at Party Beach. Yeah, I love this movie so much. I have a figure of the monster in this movie on my uh, on my bookshelf right now. <laughs> uh, Agent for Harm, which has... A guy that looks like Prince, so half of the jokes are just references to Prince songs and them singing singing Prince songs, and it's amazing. There's some and episodes then, where they just randomly say, "Dearly beloved." No, <laughs> oh, dude. Whenever there's a humming noise, like there was a humming noise in Prince of Space, and then all of a sudden, so it's like, "Dearly beloved," we're <laughs> gonna talk about this thing called life. Yes. And then a uh, giant spider invasion, which is a ridiculous ridiculous wisconsin movie Ooh, i've never and seen that one it's probably uh the the biggest memorable joke from it is at the end of the movie when the giant spider is invading the town and they're showing all the panicked townspeople uh all of them just keep yelling packers <laughs> <laughs> which is the football team from wisconsin if you don't know but yeah, those are some of my favorites. So definitely check those out. And some of Destiny's too, because like I said, it's a great show. It's, it really, it, it aged well. And you can watch it's, it with anybody and they'll find something to like about it. Yes. It's a, it's, it's a great, great show. It's a good time. I hope they get to make more. I don't know how, like, yeah. in what capacity they would make more, but I hope that there's a chance for like a th- another season. Oh, and the movie. They made a movie in the oh, 90s, yeah. and I like the movie a lot, too. I don't remember <laughs> it very well. It's time to watch that again. It's called This Island Earth, which is already the dumbest fucking movie title on the planet. But the movie, I actually feel like is a good place to start if you want to just watch like a one-off. It's really fun. Yeah, because the movie isn't... It's the same thing they do on the show, but yeah. they just do it with a big movie. And even Roger Ebert was like, why this movie? It's a good movie. <laughs> It is not a good movie. Okay, I, I will funny. fight him. 
I need. To I will fight it. his grave. I, I I need to rewatch it. It's been a minute. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to our MST 3K episode. Uh, you can find our show at abnormalmapping.com slash badlandgirls. We are hosted on Abnormal Mapping. Thank you, Abnormal Mapping. Yay, yay, yay. Yay. Check out ch- all their beautiful podcasts. There's so many. There's so many. There is. There are so many. Um, but they all look really amazing and good. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Destiny is on one. Repertory screenings. Screenings, I sure right? Repertory yeah. screenings. Uh, what's our next episode? Why am I blinking out? Oh, we're going to watch M, the Fritz Lang film. Ooh, exciting. Yep. I'm uh, going to try not to make any uh, jokes about how that's also the name of my co-host. <laughs> this is already a big failure. I could just see a lot of the episode being about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can email us at badlandgirls at gmail.com with questions or comments. And you can find us on your favorite podcast uh, app, like Apple Podcasts, where you can rate and review Stitcher and Spotify. And if you want, I have a solo podcast, too, called Comic Book Crush. Um, it was weekly, but I moved it to bi-weekly because I couldn't keep up with my own crazy reading schedule. <laughs> but the latest episode just dropped. So check that out if you're interested about what comic books I've been reading and you want to expand your uh, comic book read pile. Yay. But uh, until Until next next time, time, always always pizza pizza rolls. rolls.